Due to the subject matter, we advise that children under the age of 12, or those of a sensitive nature, should turn off now. I'm Chris Britton and this is the Murder Tales podcast. In fact, it's actually a Murder Tales podcast special. Today, there has been some breaking news. The case we're going to discuss very, very briefly today is that of the murdered private investigator, Daniel Morgan. Myself and Lloydie have a bit of interest in this case because, one, we're fans of the Untold podcast as presented by Peter Dukes, but also as part of our sister podcast in series two, we actually interviewed Peter about the podcast and also about the case. So this is something that we're quite familiar. Daniel Morgan was a private investigator in the 1980s who was murdered in 1987 in the car park of the Golden Lion pub in Sydenham. Today, there has been some important information which has been released. Lloydie, what can you tell us about that? Brief recap of the facts for, for the listeners in case they, they don't know about the case. Uh, as you said, Daniel was a protective murdered in a pub car park. There's an incredibly complicated background to this case. It all links into the detective agency that Daniel was in charge of. We'll call it Southern Investigations. It's gone through quite a few name changes. Effectively, he was in league with a, a, a former police officer called Sid Fillery. Sid Fillery was in league with some corrupt police officers, allegedly. It is also alleged that Sid Fillery was taking Southern Investigations in a direction that Daniel Morgan didn't agree with, that being phone hacking and things like that. We now know that Southern Investigations, once Daniel was uh, mur- had been murdered, Southern Investigations became the go-to people for what they call the dark arts of journalism. So if you wanted somebody illegally hacked, if you wanted somebody illegally harassed, if you wanted their bins gone through, if you wanted illegal things done for a newspaper article, you went to Southern Investigations and they did it. The death of Daniel Morgan allowed Southern Investigations to go more and more into that area. There are also other allegations about organised crime. Daniel was also investigating the police corruption that he believed that Sid Fillery was allegedly becoming involved in as well. There was a, a maelstrom of dark things swirling around Daniel Morgan at the time of his murder. What makes this murder so horrific was the, the method that was used to extinguish his life. He was killed with an axe in his head in the darkest part of the car park. His 
body was then rifled through his pockets were turned out uh his car was was examined and files were taken from his car so undoubtedly there was they were looking for something when when daniel was murdered and frustratingly this is the most investigated case in british criminal law uh it's in effect it's been investigated five times in total Mm -hmm. and still nobody's been convicted of his death no a few years ago there was a trial uh it became the longest pre-trial hearing in british legal history lasting over a year um but then uh under what some have said are baffling and bizarre circumstances the cps suddenly decided to drop the prosecution and and that decision allegedly came from the head of the cps who had previously advised the lawyers of the morgan family to basically stop being a nuisance so there was again allegations that things weren't going the way they should have done with regards to the prosecution so just to give you an idea uh, we've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast about uh, line of duty this in the last series of line of duty there was a very distinct reference over the murder of daniel morgan police corruption and attachments to newspapers this was then reflected within the actual tv series itself jed mercurio wanted to highlight this but it was still kept in the, the forefront of people's minds so while the inquiry was still going on because mm. the inquiry started in 2013 so we're talking nearly 10 years on and the inquiry still hadn't been allowed to release its report it submitted the report and the home secretary wanted to redact elements of it uh, and basically wanted to interfere in the ends of justice we now know what is in that report because the results have been released today is very embarrassing to the government and it's very embarrassing to the metropolitan police so um, i'm not surprised that the home secretary attempted to try and minimize that damage by trying to cut things out of the report we can only thank goodness that she failed and the stipulation was it was going to be a fully independent inquiry with no interference from the home secretary mm-hmm. because that was what the agreement was with the former home secretary and former pm theresa may mm-hmm. with the family so there's been uh, a few weeks of ongoing battles to ensure that this would be released as it was and we now know as well because it's come out today that the metropolitan police and most specifically cressida dix who is now the commissioner of the metropolitan police in the words of the of the inquiry itself tried to obstruct justice by making it as difficult as they could for them to get the official files despite the fact that they had been ensured that they would would be given access to that and also made it difficult for them to access the police computer systems the the problem is with this is it goes back to issues we've had in previous cases where with the police and government bodies are seen in such high esteem that they can't be criticized even though they are responsible for cover-ups and mistakes which ultimately delay the investigation allow for killers to roam free and not give justice to the families well you only just have to look at the last case we covered on the podcast the um ronald castry leslie Molseed case uh, how the police the were corrupt and allowed an innocent man to stay in prison for 16 years despite having evidence of his innocence it happens i think more readily than we would like to 
think it does. The Daniel Morgan inquiry has now come to the conclusion that there is institutionalised corruption within the Metropolitan Police. That's their phrase, not, not mine. And obviously there are, to this day, people still within the Met who have tried to stop the Morgan family from getting justice. Why they have done that, whether it is covering up their own mistakes and their own blunders or whether there's something more endemic whether it's to do with the links that the met had with uh, certain powerful media oligarchs who knows um, people who, who who know more about this case they will probably be aware a former police commissioner metropolitan police commissioner went on to work for a major newspaper giving a, a column uh, and he was also working for the police at the time. He was regularly going for lunch meetings with the editor of The Sun and the News of the World, having a very cosy relationship with them there. The former communications chief for the Metropolitan Police, again, uh, had links with The News of the World and went into business with the uh, one of the former sub-editors of The News of the World. So there's been these very cosy, very uncomfortable links between people who are quite high up in the Metropolitan Police and certain elements within the uh, mainstream media. The difficulty we've got now is that the alleged killers can't go back to trial or, or be rearrested for Daniel's murder. So though if the inquiries highlighted the, the cover-ups and the mistakes of the police, it does give some sort of justice to Daniel's family. Yes, it does. I mean, because the, they now know, and that's they've said all along, that it was corruption that that stopped them from getting justice and that from day one of the investigation police corruption ensured that daniel morgan didn't see justice anybody who has read about what happened from the moment police turned up at the scene of daniel's murder will understand how corrupt that investigation was the fact that the man who would go on to be the co-owner of Southern Investigations, worked on the Daniel Morgan murder investigation. He effectively was very good friends with the person who should have been the number one suspect, and he didn't declare his links to the case, to the family, to the, the other investigating officers. He also tried to ward off the uh, brother of Daniel Morgan, tried to scare him out of London when he started asking difficult questions. And that's Alistair Morgan, who eventually became a journalist himself. And, yes, uh, and investigated the case with with Peter Dukes of the Untold podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so from day one, there were elements within the Metropolitan Police who were determined that this should be an unsolved murder. So where does this leave us now uh, going forward after the revelations of today? Well, it leaves us in a difficult position where Cressida Dix refused to admit that she's done wrong, despite the fact that she's been caught out and that the, the inquiry itself says that she was involved in trying to thwart the ends of justice. She is refusing to resign and our Prime Minister has said that he gives her his full backing, which as far as I'm concerned means that the Prime Minister is now in collusion with that uh, corruption. But that's simply my, my opinion. I think what needs to happen now is the, the Met needs to digest uh, the report. Cressida Dix needs to resign. Somebody new needs to take part of the Met. And the corruption needs to be rooted out. For too long, the Metropolitan Police has been a hotbed of corruption, institutionally corrupt, as, as the Morgan inquiry has said, in the same way that in the 1990s it was institutionally racist. I think what does need to happen off the back of this now is, given the media 
and the the Mets links that the the second part of the Leveson Quarry or so-called Leveson 2 now needs to happen. It was stopped a number of years ago by Theresa May because it was not seen to be in the public interest anymore. However, this has now highlighted the need for that to actually proceed. Alistair Morgan and Peter Dukes call it that nexus were politics, the media and the police meet. Lloydie, thank you very much. If you want to have a listen to the interview that we had with Peter Duke of Untold, the Daniel Morgan Murder Podcast, we'll share the link below in the description and also via our Twitter page. So until next time, this has been the Murder Tales Podcast. I've been Chris Britton and he's been H.N. Lloyd. Even and all. If you enjoyed the show please go onto itunes and leave us a lovely five-star review and even better click on that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts the murder tales podcast is based around the criminal history books by hn lloyd if you'd like to get your hands onto them you can click on the amazon link on our twitter page this show was presented edited and produced by chris Britton. It was created, written, and co-presented by the author H.N. Lloyd. Our theme was New World Order by Neil Roberts Music. The Mother Tales podcast is part of the P-Pod Casting Network. You can check out our other shows, such as the Pub Politics podcast, or even the Tragical History Tour. All you have to do is go and search on your favourite podcast provider.